0: All right, welcome to the Sailing Doodles podcast. Been a while since we've done one of these. Uh, Gonna be starting up more of these, though, so keep tuned in, subscribe, and all that stuff. So my guest today is Diana Margarita. She kinda represents uh, the Sailing and Tourism Group for Puerto Rico, and uh, I've known her for a couple years now, and a great person, so let's meet her and introduce yourself, so hello, Diana.
1: Hi guys! Thank you for having
0: me, Bobby. Uh, so sure. So, what is your actual role down here? What do you do? You have your own company doing this stuff now.
1: Yes, I started my own company, Island Bound, um, a couple of years ago. Now it was I started in 2019, and I started it to represent Puerto Rico as a sailing destination, especially in like the boat shows and to do big events here to kind of bring the sailing community down to Puerto
0: Rico. So if somebody's looking for you have a website or anything to or yes. represent that? what is we that? We
1: are islandbound.com so we, check
0: us out. We are islandbound.com. Yes. All right, well, good, glad to have you here. Cheers. So uh, we got a little, little wine know. going on, yeah. And we're going over to a good friend of ours, uh, Jose who owns uh, Marina Pescateria. We're yes. going to a barbecue at his place tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So, that'll be fun.
1: Jose is an awesome marina manager and and also a rep for Puerto Rico with the 7 Seas Cruising Associ- Association. Mhm.
0: All right. So you've got some, we'll just get to the big news first. You've got a, uh, that you helped organize and you are kind of running and managing the whole thing, right? You've got a yeah. match race, but what, what is this, what do you got going on here?
1: Um, so part of what I started my company for was to bring big sailing events. So I'm a race officer. I'm certified in, in race management with world sailing and U S sailing. So my big love is making regattas happen and we've been trying to do that for a year but obviously pandemics earthquakes um so i've actually been in conversations with them since november of 2019 conversation started up back again and i signed the contract this week so i'm the official event partner and i have exclusivity to bring world match racing to puerto rico
0: all right so explain what that is i mean some world match racing is it uh i mean what, what kind of boats are we talking about
1: So, at each event has its own boats. So, for example, in Long Beach, they do Catalina 37s. In Bermuda, they do IODs. And here, we're doing IC24s, which is, like, our local um, big racing league in the Caribbean.
0: Okay. And how many many competitors and boats do you expect to have?
1: Uh, Probably, like, 12 teams, which is five people in each team. So, we're looking at, like, 60 competitors. And it's one-on-one racing. So, we'll have heats and we'll in our final, like there'll be a final. So it's a series of world championships. And then there's like a final world championship. It's really cool. It's it's Uh, every year.
0: So I like, I'm definitely interested in seeing that. So what, like is, is it, is it going to be good for spectators coming down? How are you going to have it set up? I mean, yes. it'd be on boats or on shore? How are you going to be able to watch this stuff?
1: Uh, well, both, hopefully. Okay. We're actually in the middle of getting all the permits for that. So right in the Bay of Bonse, we're going to have the racing area. So you'll be able to see it from the Yacht Club. Okay. And then the Yacht Club will be like the command center. So this will be where the competitors are, the race management team is, um, and the media center, which will be right down from your boat. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then in the beach, area, which we call the playa le bonze, we'll have a spectator, but I'm actually getting permits to do a maritime spectator area. So you can go out, anchor on your boat, okay, um, have a VIP experience with the racing area, like right in front of you.
0: Well, and so Puerto Rico, okay, we, we, we'll talk about actually cruising in Puerto Rico in a minute, but, but like actually Puerto Ricans are more known for their powerboat stuff, right? I mean, I, I would think, right?
1: On a big scale, Yeah. Um, Sadly, sailing in Puerto Rico hasn't been, like, pronounced, or the media doesn't really talk about it a lot. But we have, for example, Kika Figueroa, who is going to compete in the Olympics uh, in the summer, and he won, I think it was, seven or eight consecutive Central American Games and Pan American Games in Hobby 16. Um, IC24 is actually a derivative of J24, which is one of the biggest kilo boats that sailed in Central American games, Pan American games. And we have I mean gold medalists, bronze medalist, um, silver medalist. We we have pretty big um, sailing heroes here. Yeah. They're just not talked about uh, a lot.
0: <laughs> well you know, it's so I've Every afternoon, well, on the weekends especially, but a lot of times in the afternoons, you see all the kids bringing out the little dinghy sailors, and they're out sailing yes. and racing and all yeah. that. I think it's pretty cool seeing all that. Yeah, this York is York. where
1: I learned how to sail. Yeah, okay. Yeah, at that little school. <laughs>
0: all right, so let's get into some of the sailing in Puerto Rico. So I first came through Puerto Rico four years ago, and I just did the North Coast. Um, I was kind of in a hurry. I was having, having to get to San Juan to pick people up. Um, there's not a whole lot on the north coast, so I didn't really look at Puerto Rico as much of a sailing thing. And then the, the second time through, I did the south coast, right. so came in and did uh, Cabo Rojo, and then did the south coast down to like La Perdara and Salinas and, yeah. Cabo, and uh, Caja Muertos and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And definitely, it's a cruiser's paradise down here. I look at it a lot.
1: Yeah. I remember when we had dinner in Annapolis <laughs> yeah. and you were like, I didn't really like Puerto Rico. I'm like, I don't really think you saw Puerto Rico. Right, no. right.
0: Well, I only saw, I only saw San Juan and San Juan is great, but you know, it's not really a, uh, well, it's on its own. I mean, yeah, so there's, there's no, uh, the closest next place you could anchor other than San Juan is like 30 or 40 miles away. Yeah. And where you do the South coast, I mean, there's a, uh,
1: you're just hopping. you're Yeah. Harbor hopping. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I really liked it. And then, um, it, it so kind of one of the benefits of Puerto Rico is is um, well, it is the United States. I mean, it's definitely its own unique thing, um, but it is part of the United States. So as kind of a launching point for the caribbean i mean you what'd you call it you called it like the key or something like
1: yeah well since the beginning like since when christopher columbus came to puerto rico they everyone considered it the key to the caribbean because you kind of have to cross it no matter where you want to go right Um, if you're coming from europe or you're coming from the states or you're coming from from south america but yeah it is definitely a launching point i mean i think it's uh being a u.s territory we have a lot of amenities uh, that help you know we've got for provisioning we've got west marine we've got all those big shops right um, if not it can just be shipped yeah. super quickly
0: well uh, yeah I mean I i even even amazon right I mean it's five it's i mean okay it's a little slower than on the mainland but right. you, you still get anything from amazon you want in five days yeah which you know I mean we're so Spoiled now, like five. You know, you order something ten years ago, and you're like, "I get it in five days, sweet." Now it's like, "I don't get it tomorrow." Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I don't get it tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. So yeah, right. Yeah. Some days, but it's still pretty nice. I mean, I uh, how many things have I ordered here just for this boat? Because uh, it's kind of the new. Uh, I, I I'm assuming this. Well, this actually might beat out the video talking about this boat, so it is kind of a new boat. So yeah, but anyway, the new boat, then new boat. Yeah, you'll it's have nice to. guys. It's yeah, nice. Thanks. <laughs> oh, cool, thanks. so and that is kind of the thing is that you can provision. There is two West Marines, um, and then uh, you know it's just because. I, I when I left the like Florida, both times I went sailing. So you go through the Bahamas, you go through Turks and Caicos, you go. You can get a lot of stuff in Dominican, but Dominican's not really like a great sailing destination, you know. But Puerto Rico, when you get here, you can really. I mean, because you do two or three months getting through all that, and then you're pretty much low on provisions at that, and yeah. then and it's really cheap here actually. I mean, the cost of like, how is the cost of living compared to the states?
1: It's more expensive in terms of like utilities and stuff like that because we are an island. Right. But I wouldn't say it's it's like Hawaii. I mean, right. Hawaii
0: right. is three times more expensive. Well, I, well, rent, rent and stuff like that is definitely less expensive. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it. Uh, you know, you go to the grocery store. I would say. I mean, it might even be cheaper here in a lot of things.
1: Yeah, well, we we have we have a lot of agriculture, so a lot of things are actually produced here, um, okay. and a lot of things are produced here and exported to the states. Oh, okay. So it's definitely cheaper here.
0: And and one of the things that's part of the reason that I mean I haven't really announced it to everybody yet, but I'm I'm technically gonna make. Puerto Rico, my residence, because of just the tax advantages here. I'm
1: going to take credit for that one. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, so the, the corporate tax is 4%. Yeah. Uh, and then income tax, personal income tax, it's... I, I'm, it depends. I, it depends? Yeah. Um, I think it, our
1: biggest thing is the sales tax, which is a bit high. Yeah. But I mean, it's but I think not
0: I bad. Even the personal income tax is a little lower, right? Yeah. Because
1: yeah. Yeah. we don't pay federal taxes. Well, so, you do, but...
0: So, locals okay, don't. well, so like if I, if I make, you know, this year at some point when I qualify to become a Puerto Rican resident, right. um, do do you have to be born here to get that tax benefit or is it like something I can, you know, naturalize to, you know what I mean?
1: No, Well, that's a specific incentive law that was made for um, foreigners to come to Puerto Rico to create business. uh uh-huh. Um, so it, it actually changed. It used to be law 2022. Now it's law, law 60. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's tons of different tax incentives, but that specific one is for people who come from outside of Puerto Rico okay. to build their business here. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's, I mean, the advantage is, I mean, 4% corporate tax. I mean, it's like 35 or 40% on the mainland. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, now you do, They are, I hear they are kind of strict about enforcing that you really do have to live here and all Yeah, that. I think it's
1: six months and a
0: day. Well, a there, there's several different ways of doing it. Like uh, there's, uh, uh, yeah, six months and a day or um, the one I'm going to go through is no closer connection to anywhere else. So basically I can't have a residence or a car or a house or anything that I own. Or rent elsewhere. Elsewhere, okay. it all has to be here. I mean, because I travel. I mean, I'm not six months anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? And but this is your home base. Right. This will be my home base. So yeah. that's how I plan on doing that. And I fully expect to get audited at some point. But you know, whatever. I can prove it. I got the videos to prove it. Yeah.
1: Well, my dad's a CPA. So okay. He can help well, there me out. you go. All right. <laughs> great.
0: So, so talk about like how it is. I mean, why? I mean, because we already talked about provisioning, and and you can get a lot of stuff here. But I mean, it's really a good jumping off point. Uh, to go to the rest of the Caribbean.
1: Yeah, well, I think Puerto Rico has all of the amenities you need from the mainland, but it still has, like, that charm of being an island in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people have considered it a pit stop. Right. You know, just provision, get stuff done if you need anything, and then keep going. But I think just like you saw in the south coast, and I mean, you went to the rainforest too, and you kind of did some exploring. I think it's, it's it's somewhere where you can stop but enjoy... The journey while you're here
0: yeah i mean if you're coming through i mean if you're just cruising i mean i mean you can spend at least i mean at least a couple months just kind of exploring all the little hidden places on the south coast yeah on the west coast you stop and you Check in at Marina Pescaderia there by yep. Jose. Uh, you could a, spend
1: a month there easily. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it's really nice.
0: Yeah. And then just do the East Coast. La Paguero's is great. And then what, are, what other places along the South Coast would you recommend?
1: Ponce, um, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coffin Island my favorite place yeah. on the planet. And uh, right after Ponce, you could do Salinas. Right. Um, if you're looking for a quick stop, like a safe harbor, Guanica, I don't think you... you went Or you went to Gilligan's.
0: We did, yeah. That's yeah. right, yeah. But
1: you didn't go into the bay. Um, I
0: don't think you did. I don't think it did. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you can go into that bay. It's a very nice bay. Um, not really a lot to do there, but yeah. but it's nice and safe. It's still pretty. Nice hurricane hole too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would. I don't know. I mean, Cabo Rojo, I w- I do Marina de It's very nice. I right. think you guys spent someone spent New Year's there. I don't remember which one no, it, it was. Yeah, I know. Um, and then. Yeah, Fagetta. I mean, I love Fagetta. Yes. Yeah. Nice little mangrove keys and you yeah. can hang out. Like I went there pools.
0: last weekend on this boat. It was the first time I took it out. Oh, you did? I think awesome. yeah, and then it had uh was it packed? Uh, yeah. yeah. It really was. it's really packed. <laughs> yeah, cuz I mean, I guess there's nothing else to do cuz everything else is I mean, so how has COVID been here like on it's horrible. Yeah. They they yeah. yeah. They locked down pretty strict I think for a while.
1: Yeah, we were locked down full lockdown for 2 months. Yeah. And it's slowly been coming back, but the nautical industry got hit pretty hard.
0: Right. Yeah, cuz I was here when I was actually in well, when we when I saw you in Salinas, we just started hearing about this COVID thing.
1: Yeah. That was the weekend before lockdown started. Right. Yeah, because you we, we went over to USVI. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, cuz yeah, cuz we were in um uh when they did lockdown Um, I was in Fajardo at Puerto del Rey Mm -hmm. and uh, unfortunately they just did a uh, like non-essential services shutdown and then but they didn't consider marinas essential services yeah and I'm like I I live on my boat yeah Uh, Yeah. that
1: was interesting to explain to the authorities there are people that live on their boat right right they just didn't understand that no they did not yeah
0: so but yeah so everything's opening back up now but I mean I'd say from what I read I mean like Puerto Rico is one of the lowest case uh, rates of COVID. Well, our
1: government shut us down really quickly, so we never actually peaked. Like, you know, the peak everyone talked about, about the curve, like stopping the curve. We never got to the peak of the curve.
0: Well, I think a lot of that, and I I understand the rationale and why the government did shut down pretty hard is because generally speaking in the demographics of Puerto Rico, it's a bit older, right?
1: Yeah, we have a, a very big elderly population. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that did affect us. Plus, we're an island, so getting supplies and, and our hospitals you can't be overrun because it's not like you can just cross over anywhere else. But, right. But, no, I mean, I think, I think Puerto Rico has been through a lot, and we're definitely resilient because we kind of have to be at right. this point. But, no, I think, I think it's a great spot. I mean, obviously, I started a company to yeah. promote it. But I think the, the prettiest thing that Puerto Rico has is that the nautical community is, like, it's really close. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just help each other out all the time out of resilience and just because really cool people that well, run the marinas and stuff.
0: And, and uh, one thing, like, um, a lot of insurance. Okay, so Puerto- even though you did have a pretty bad hurricane three years ago now, Maria?
1: Yeah, almost four. Well, four almost this four. year.
0: Yeah, yeah. and uh, so, but that did a lot of damage to the island. But as far as boats, I mean, I think it was very little damage to actual boats that were
1: yeah. Like the I mean, here. the marinas were pretty much okay. I think the worst of it was in Salinas because there were a lot of boats that were just anchored or oh. on moorings that had been there for so long, and they ended up like on the mangroves. Yeah. But Marina Vascaletio was up and running you know, like a week later. Puerto Array opened its doors two days later. Yeah. Um, and Puerto Larray has, has hurricane tie down, which is good for insurance. Like it's pretty much one of the only marinas that you can stay right. in during hurricanes. Yeah. That's what
0: I was going to say. So a lot of, um, uh, insurance companies will let you keep your boat in Puerto Rico on, uh, during hurricane on season. On the
1: hard mostly. <laughs> well, on the
0: hard. But yeah. I mean, otherwise you got to go way down to either like Grenada or you got to go back like north of Georgia. Yeah. Um, and that's a long way. So that's so that's, a, I, that's one thing that, like, that's a one good or one of the good things about Puerto Rico is that, okay, say you spent five or six months going from the mainland through the Bahamas, Turks and Caicos, then you get down to the Caribbean and all that. Yeah. You can either turn around and sail 10 or 12 days back to the mainland. And then if you want to come back, then you got to go into the wind, like, yeah. another 1,500 miles, which is Fun. yeah <laughs> or just leave the boat in puerto rico for the season yeah. and do that so i mean that's that that's a because otherwise then you got to go way down to grenada and eh, grenada like even during covid uh they were a little iffy on letting people in
1: yeah yeah they had one of the strictest um protocols to come back in yeah because you had to do the quarantine in in the one harbor yeah
0: yeah and it then you so like intense. if you if your boat was left there and you wanted to get back down to you it, you couldn't get back to you it. You couldn't get to it. So. Yeah.
1: And I think last year was that there was a storm that was very very uh, that, south. Oh, was there? A, yeah. yeah. So it was cutting it close to Grenada. I remember the buzz about that. But yeah, Puerto Rico. I mean, our infrastructure is is pretty it's pretty high tech at this point. Puerto Rico is actually the biggest marina in the Caribbean. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's, don't they it's have like something? Thousand wet slips.
0: Uh, how many? A thousand. Wow. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, so I mean, what else? I mean, so you know, a lot of people don't talk about too is the what they call the Spanish Virgin Islands. Right. Like Culebra, Culebrita. You got Vieques. Yeah. And those are some of the prettiest places in the Caribbean. Yeah. The Culebra, right? Has what's it? It's a number one or top it's ten top beach.
1: Top ten flamenco beach. Flamenco beach. Yeah, yeah. and I think this week uh, Las Chivas, which is in Vieques, was named in the top twenty-five list okay. of beaches in the world. Yeah, I mean it's pristine waters. It's just it's beautiful, and and the good thing is again, it's like you don't have to go to the middle of like nowhere to access beautiful blue water and, and sandy beaches. And I think Vieques has like a peak a pink sand beach, a black sand beach. And then all different types of like white
0: sand beach. Yeah. And then is it a, you can take a ferry from what, Fajardo to get over there? Seba, like okay.
1: south of Fajardo. I mean, you can take an airplane too. Both of them have right. have airports, which is pretty cheap to fly yeah. over there.
0: Well, that's another thing too is, you know, flying. I mean, so say you wanted to fly down to the BVI or even St. Thomas. Yeah. I mean, it can be a little pricey on that. Where San Juan, I mean, shoot, I can't remember how much I paid for like a, a ticket here it was like 100 bucks or something yeah right now it's like 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no right so and normally
1: to get to bbi or st thomas and stuff like that you kind of have to go through puerto rico yeah you got to come down so, to
0: san juan anyway yeah. so yeah and then what it's what uh from well from san juan but from fajardo to the usvi is only 20 miles or something right
1: uh 30 yeah, maybe about i think i think it's like closer to
0: 30 to 40 depending on where you're going and then it's only another what, couple miles to the bbi yeah, yeah. 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 Although they're still closed down.
1: Yeah, uh, I was in St. John for Thanksgiving, and, oh yeah? and we went through through Francis Fran, like we passed Francis Bay and we were going south to Coral Bay and the cutter, the BBI cutter was you know, less than a mile from us watching us. Like, you cannot cross this line or you're going to jail. Uh,
0: yeah, you know, I heard, I don't know if I mean, maybe you would know better than me, but I heard that, okay, so they have the innocent rite of passage which has always been a maritime Law, I don't know if you call it that, yeah, yeah. So if like you can cut through somebody's water as long as you're not going, you know, I mean, you can cut through their territorial water as long as you're not going there. But they suspended that and they actually impounded a few boats, right? Yes,
1: which and gave jail time, yeah,
0: and like a twenty thousand dollar fine.
1: It was intense because they did like a box from Yost all the way to Virgin Gorda or to Anagata. It's like you cannot be in our waters.
0: Period. <laughs> I understand that. I that seems just a little ex, in extreme and yeah. intense, but yeah. yeah. I think
1: I think that's something to be said for the entire Caribbean. Like this pandemic has just right. thrown everyone for a whim. No one. I don't think anyone's really handled it super well, except for USVI. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I will the USVI say USVI has done a very good job.
0: Yeah. So I was actually in the USVI. Well, so I left Puerto Rico, went to the USVI and i mean it was like night, i mean it was i it was uh, i mean eventually they shut down yeah. uh but they still didn't go overboard and and although man some of the locals they kind of got onrea eventually yeah. you know yeah. uh, they they changed a few i don't know it's just i guess they see these people all swimming and having fun and they're like well we can't do that so you shouldn't either
1: yeah yeah well there are a lot of cruisers too cuz it yeah. was it was you know peak cruising
0: season. Well, and that was the thing too is that all these cruisers that were um, you know say they were in the BVI or the Grenadines or St. Martin or whatever. uh, They got kicked out. They got kicked out. And so they had nowhere to go except the USVI And then I guess at some point, did Puerto Rico open up eventually and let everybody back in yes. too? Or uh, they, so they we couldn't.
1: got a provision for liveaboards and transients to okay. be able to come into Puerto Rico into the marina seeking safe harbor or provisions or, or all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, that took a lot of lobbying, but we yeah.
0: did it. <laughs> so how do you do that? I mean, do you go to the, the authorities or how do you, because you were yeah. instrumental in doing a lot of that, right?
1: Yeah. So I had to round up all the marina managers and write a letter to the governor. Wow. Explaining, you know, these are people that live on their boats. Like, you can't just kick them out. Most of them are U.S. citizens. They need a place to come. Like, we're not talking... This is for safety reasons at this point. Right. Because um, a lot of people got kicked out, and so they're at sea for a week or two coming from Grenada, and then they don't have provisions or water or fuel, or and usb and USVI was packed. Right. So they kind of came over here.
0: Well, I think a lot of, you know, they... Back, especially in the early days in COVID, a lot of places just, they were like, oh, these dirty sailors, they're going to bring us COVID. And yeah. it's like,
1: I was like, they've been at sea, they quarantined already. <laughs> I,
0: I, yeah. I mean, even I'm, I'm living on the boat in the marina right now. And I have less than, I, I've come in contact with less than two or three people a day. Yeah. You know, and if you live in an apartment somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. I, it's just, yeah. yeah. But again, people don't, especially people that aren't sailors don't kind of understand that lifestyle.
1: No, no, they don't understand what it, what it means, what it, what it implies. It's, it's kind of, we need a, we need to do some awareness campaigns. Right, that's right. <laughs> so
0: tell me some of your background in sailing and all that.
1: Um, well, like I told you, I learned how to sail here in the, at the yacht club, Ponce yacht club, and I started sailing when I was like, I don't know, 10, 11, nine. I don't remember, but I did Optimus for a while, which was those little, like, yeah little um, bathtubs we call them. And I loved it. I loved sailing. I never really got into competition. Like, I didn't really like racing. But then I started doing volunteer work for race management. And I was actually the secretary of race committee for the Central American Games in 2010. Wow. And that's when I really fell in love with it. And so, yeah, I kind of, I went to college. Didn't really do much more. Came back to Puerto Rico and got stung by box jellyfish at Coffin Island.
0: Oh, no. How was that? I Almost died. Really? I mean, is it that bad? Yeah. Are they? They're not common here, though, right?
1: Well, they are. They just they live at the drop off. So you know, Coffin Island has like that big right. drop off in front. Um, so they live there, but they come up to mate mm. eight to twelve days after every full moon. Oh, yeah, it's
0: pretty funny. So stay away during this full moon, I guess. We, I, a so week after. How? How? Yeah. I mean, how bad was it? I mean, really bad. I Means is, My is
1: legs it pain? Were on, men's health magazine for an really? article for box.
0: Your, oh, yes. your, your legs were on men's health magazine? Yes, they were. Wow. All right. <laughs> was, not for the reason you would want it. No.
1: Okay. Definitely not. They did not look good. Oh, wow. Um, Come on. You look great. So. Yeah. But it, I'll, I'll show you the picture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had like huge like jellyfish thing raunches all over my uh.
0: legs. It was horrible. So but, are, you, are you, Uh. I mean, do you have the cruising bug? Is that something you want to do someday?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. So because of that jellyfish thing, I was kind of bedridden for a little bit. And I had to stop. Uh, I was going to college in North Carolina, so I had to come back and stay at home. And so I just started sailing, like doing race management and all that stuff. And then for the hurricane, for the hurricanes, I did hurricane relief in the States. And that's when I met so many cruisers. And I was like, this is something that I want to do someday, like for real. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it... Um- I could, gosh, I couldn't imagine doing anything else now. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a different uh, thing for sure. Uh, it, it, and so many people have the misconception. I mean, like that. Okay, something, and me, including me. Like I used to think. Okay, I want to retire early one day and do this. You know. <laughs> Well, when you get to retirement, maybe physically you can't do it, or you don't have enough money, or I mean, who knows, whatever. But there's a lot of people, I know a lot of them, that either work remotely or they're doing it seasonally. They'll cruise during the, well, the good season for six months, and then put the boat up, leave it in Puerto Rico, wherever, and then they'll go back and work.
1: And work for six months. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and then keep doing it. And it's not as expensive as, you know, I mean, I tell people, I mean, unfortunately, the Caribbean is... One of the more expensive places to cruise in the world. Yeah. I mean, even the Mediterranean is honestly cheaper than the Met- the Caribbean. Really? Um, yeah, well, because it's so close to Europe. Mm-hmm. And so like even getting the marinas and stuff. Oh well, yeah, the marinas can be more expensive. C- certain places, like in Greece, they're actually pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. but you go to like France or Spain and, and Croatia. Uh, yeah, and stuff yeah. Like that. oh, Croatia' is, like very expensive. yeah, yeah unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, I'm just talking, like, you know, Italy and all that. I mean, the, the food is so cheap and, like, you know, it's, you know, I mean, a glass of wine is nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's less expensive than a Coke, yeah. you know. But uh, but the Caribbean is, is, has some of the prettiest water. And, um, you know, I always tell people that, you know, for t- about the cheapest I'd want to do it is about $2,000 a month. And then you can, you know, I mean, that's living pretty, pretty tight, mm-hmm. never staying in a marina. And that's just barely taking care of the boat maintenance and then your entertainment fund, you Yeah, know? But, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, and then, but so that's why Puerto Rico is a good spot for like provisioning and all that and, and start and basing your boat. Yeah. Cause then it's, you can get anywhere in a, a di- you know, 24 hour sail basically.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, we've got a lot of diversity in, in types of beaches, types of harbors, types of anchorages, which, which is nice. And we're close to Dominican Republic and USVI and BVA technically. Yeah, so it's a great jumping off point.
0: Yep, I like it down here. So wh- I mean, what else about Puerto? I mean, so you've got uh, talk about okay, okay. What is the climate of Puerto Rico like uh, for people? What can they expect when they get down here?
1: It probably won't be hotter. I mean, colder than like 80s. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hot. It's humid, but in a good you know Caribbean way. So it's definitely beach all the time. I mean, there's a meme that's like watching winter from <laughs> Puerto Rico right on the beach. Um, so it's it's great sailing conditions. Most of the time, the north can get, you know, pretty choppy. They call the thorny patch for a reason. Yeah, but right, yeah. The south coast is always pretty calm. I mean, it's kind of windy today, but yeah. it's really not that bad.
0: Well, one thing, like uh, what I did, uh, so if you're ever going to come down here, there's a book called The Gentleman's Guide to, the, to Passages South or The Thorny Path. Um, there's I think he's got two books, both writing about the same thing. And one of the things he recommended is like crossing both Dominican and Puerto Rico. You leave like very early in the morning, mm-hmm. like before dawn. Yeah. And then, because then the, the trade winds are less, and then you can get across where you need to go. Cause the, yeah,
1: usually that, it picks up around 10, 10 yeah. 11 a.m. So yeah. it's like kind
0: of gnarly. Oh, man. When I first, my first attempt at docking this boat was, I don't know. Probably ten or eleven in the, in the morning. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> That's would, when the fans come
1: on. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I mean, I'm not super proficient at this boat yet. It's mm-hmm. my first time attempting to dock it, and I don't know if you notice on the dock there, but like, the, the so it's got a, a concrete finger coming out this mm-hmm. way, and it's got it used to have bumpers or whatever pad, and they're gone now. So now there's just big jagged bolts sticking out. Oh. And I'm like, that sounds. And pl- it's concrete and jagged bolts, and I'm like barely made it in but you know it's all right
1: <laughs> but you did it yeah but you did it, it. It, 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 so. now you know to come in at nine
0: yeah <laughs> uh so uh, i mean what else about puerto rico i mean what, what talk you know uh g- give me some more information why people don't want to come here
1: um well i think we've covered a couple of basics which is it's a u.s territory so if you want to fly in you don't need a passport right um it's very friendly for u.s uh u.s flag boats and, and u.s citizens it's got tons of infrastructure, like marinas and stuff like that, and everyone communicates, so like you, when you landed with Jose he told you, you know, go here, go there, or talk to this guy so whatever you need, the marina managers will help you out, and obviously island bound, but yeah, no um, I think one of the best things Puerto Rico has is that it has such rich history and rich culture, and like, all these awesome natural resources, like, from here we could drive 30 minutes and go through amazing waterfile like waterfalls um, that not a lot of people know about We'll drive two hours. We'll be at the rainforest, which is the only rainforest in the U.S. um, under the National U.S. Forestry and Wildlife Agency.
0: And that's... uh, El Junque. El Junque. Yeah, I've been there a couple times. It's really pretty.
1: We have a dry forest, which is in Guanica, which is really good for mountain biking and and hiking. Really nice views there. So, I don't know. I think it just has so much to offer in one small little 100 by... 35 mile island. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, you can drive anywhere in the island in three hours, right? Yeah. Like from end to end, three hours, something like that?
1: Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And we have our panoramic route that's made just for that. Oh, really? And it's got like a bunch of different hiking spots and, and like look over spots.
0: But yeah, so when I first. I mean, I like exclude like the first time I came through, but the second time I came through, yeah, I stayed at, uh, we, I came into Marina Pescadaria there with Jose and I mean, it, he, it wasn't just because, you know, I mean, I'd met him before, but it, it was, he wasn't doing it because of me, but it was really cool. Cause like he, he got, uh, a bunch of the cruisers that came in all within that week and he did like a little presentation for him say, okay, you know, you can go, if, 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 these are the cool spots to hit along mm-hmm. the south coast if you need services at any of these places here's a list yep and so he had a list and all that i was, thought it was really cool that, that yeah he has a
1: list of like the best restaurants to go to he updates that all the time he, yeah he gets a kick out of
0: it yeah yeah um yeah
1: but yeah i think i think there's also a really awesome nightlife and and kind of like restaurant bar scene obviously COVID but um in San Juan we have one of the best 50 bars in the yeah. world La Factoria. La Yo, Factoria there, I've been area. there yeah
0: it's a cool spot
1: um and I mean I love old San Juan just to yeah. walk around kind of hang out I mean you guys did food tours and yeah. and all that I think our food is yeah pretty legit um yeah. Puerto Rican cuisine is it's pretty cool and we have some amazing chefs I have to take you to Bacoa okay it's a new restaurant it's like a farm it's like an antique farmhouse and where is some it some of the best chefs where is that
0: it's like 20 minutes from fajardo okay all right well i plan Mountain. on i plan on being in fajardo i don't know i think i'm gonna leave here in the middle of next week okay uh and then i'll just kind of take my time getting I'll, I, I might do caja muertos again i don't know i think go to like salinas and then palmas. palmas yeah and then up for fajardo and then i'll probably at that i've got a few things i gotta get there and being shipped there and stuff and then i'll Head over to the Spanish Virgins.
1: Yeah, you should in Vieques. You should like a good um, starting point is Punta Arenas. Okay, I haven't spent much
0: time there in Vieques. It's like
1: the eastern. It's like a little harbor in the eastern part of Vieques. It's very nice, very pretty, super calm, protected. Um,
0: What's so Vieques has kind of gotten a bad rap lately, Uh, like crime and stuff like that. Is it is it recovering now or what?
1: Um, I think it's 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 hard. So Vieques has a very um, difficult history with I don't know if you knew that there was a navy base there. Yeah, right. And so there's like still some um, unexploded ordnance unexploded, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you can see it on the charts and everything. But uh, you want some more wine?
0: You okay with that? I'm good. Okay.
1: So, yeah, Vieques is just they have a they have a an intense history with with visitors and tourists and Americans particularly. So Already? they don't love it, but I think it's getting better and okay. for just certain areas you need to avoid and just be extra vigilant when you are there but punta arenas i mean i go there all the time and okay. nothing's ever happened because there's no access from like the roads Right, okay. it's just kind of well kind of I, inhabited. One,
0: one of the cool things and actually i mean so i i did it no a long time ago three years ago four years ago whatever it was they have the uh the bio bay there yeah and and vicus but actually there was one Right next to La Paguerra. Yeah. yeah.
1: That, that I love I, that one. I,
0: I thought that was even better than yeah. the one in Vieques. Yeah. So Biomedulessit by, by Bay, if you guys don't know, is like... I don't know. There's little critters that live in the water. Are they bacteria? What are they? Yeah.
1: It's... uh No, it's like plankton.
0: Plankton. Yeah. Okay. And um, basically... They're bioluminescent, right? So you d- you move them, you stir them up, and they glow. And so, like, you take your dinghy into this little bay, and like, anytime you touch the water,
1: it'll you know, glow. It'll glow blue, like a really pretty blue. And Actually, a Brazilian owl has bioluminescence. Oh, do they? Yeah. So okay. when there's no moon, yeah, there You can no go moon. to the end of the dock and just like st- yeah. throw some water and it it is pretty cool.
0: It, uh, it, I I've tried to film it. Uh, it's just never the same. Well, yeah, I mean, you could do it. Okay. If I could uh, do it maybe from the dock where I have my camera still. Yeah. But the problem is I'm always doing it from a dinghy or a boat. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can't keep my camera still enough to get an open exposure enough to get that. Yeah. And so it's really hard to get. So it's something you got, you got to see in person. It is really cool. And then we did it. Yeah. I didn't do it last time because I'm a bit of a weenie. But, uh, so. Got in the water? Yeah. They got, she put a mask on and got mm-hmm. in the water and started swimming around. It's pretty cool. There's
1: sharks in there. Are there
0: really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Well, Okay. I won't tell, uh, I won't tell, tell Theodora. uh, Theodora. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, wow. Okay. She, uh, good to know. She's actually, she's pregnant now.
1: I know. I saw, I just saw their, their videos. I'm so excited. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. Yeah. Guys. So, uh, it's, uh, so Graham and Theodora with, uh, babe, where's my passport? You got to check them out. They sailed with us for about a month last year so. Yeah. And you met them there in, yeah. well, in Salinas, I guess.
1: Uh, no. Yeah. And so, mm, I think, I don't know, remember if we went to dinner
0: before or after. Oh, with yeah. We, yeah, we came, in Ponce, we went to dinner with Jose at that, I don't
1: remember.
0: Mexican name. blues? No. Desperados or something?
1: Uh, I think it was like something like Cowboys or something. Yeah, yeah I yeah, like, like, I don't know. I've never been there before. <laughs>
0: hey, it was all right. It was a good place. It was good. Yeah. Good food. So how has, I mean, COVID, I mean, it, have a lot of businesses shut down or are they? Yeah,
1: a lot of restaurants. Really? um Particularly, but... A lot of businesses opening up too. I think a lot of people that lost their jobs or kind of like got stuck at home, decided I don't want to do this anymore. And they're starting businesses. I mean, I have at least 10 friends who have started their business in the last couple months.
0: Like online businesses or are they All just, yeah?
1: yeah, like people buying properties and doing new establishments, obviously with like the COVID protocols, but, right. but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think Puerto Rico has a lot of really nice restaurants. I don't know where you've been here in Bonsa. Have
0: you been anywhere? Uh not too many places. Um the Taqueria, Monterey mm-hmm. uh and oddly enough it, uh, Jose recommended it. Uh went to um, Oh, uh, Bahias? Yep. That's yep. a cool spot. Um and, and and That's really
1: close to the spectator area. That okay. I want to do for the event.
0: Oh, that'd be a great spot for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there. So right across from the marina here, there's that section. It looks like a bunch of old restaurants and bars. Are they just shut down from COVID? The boardwalk. The boardwalk.
1: No, the boardwalk got really affected by Maria. Okay, that's what um, I thought. And then the earthquakes, kind of.
0: And the earthquakes. Mm-hmm. So what? I mean, all those places are just too bad to rehab, or. No,
1: would... so they're working on a complete reconstruction with FEMA. Okay. Um, so they're, I think they're still in the kind of um, design phase for that. But all the restaurant owners of those little kiosks and stuff just open in the parking lot, like with the little food trucks. Okay,
0: yeah. I don't know if you saw that? Yeah. Well, I can hear them every night.
1: Yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> On the it was weekends. worse before. Yeah. Trust me, there was like karaoke and salsa dancing. No one slept at this marina. Right,
0: right. Well, oh, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, it's. I mean, hey, it's uh, This is this marina is it's. It's great. Don't be wrong. I mean, it's not really for live aboard so no
1: it's a private
0: yeah yeah yeah. well it's a yacht club club. yeah 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 so and there's probably i've met a few of them here there's probably uh three or yeah i've met i've met three other boats that are living on their boat here Mm -hmm. but and but i guess most of them have been here for six months or more
1: but yeah most of them have been here for a couple years Yeah. yeah yeah I think, Sol- Sol- did you see Solomon? That's right across. Yeah, on the next on the dock next over. Stop. Yeah, that I met was... them
0: last night. The identical twin peoples? No? I don't
1: know. The boat, it was sold. But oh. It, it used to be owned by my parents' best friends. And oh, okay. They were kind of the first cruisers I met ever. Was it Benito 50? They lived here. What?
0: Was it a Beneteau 50?
1: No, Solomon's a custom 62 okay. footer. Okay. It's good. I'll show it to you later. It's really cool. But, yeah, I mean, I think there were some of the first cruisers to get here and kind of like establish themselves as liveaboards here in Ponce. Well, that was a couple of years. That was like seven years ago.
0: Well, I was talking to, to so our friend Jose owns, he, he's actually a member here. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, just, I was, I was amazed by the, the affordability. I mean, like, mm-hmm. uh, of
1: I being a member, you mean? Yeah. I mean, so this slip was like $300 a month. Yeah.
0: I'm like, are you kidding? 300 bucks a
1: month for mm-hmm. this? Are you becoming a member?
0: Uh, maybe just to keep the slip. Yeah. I mean, okay, so three thousand a year, okay, give or take, you know, thirty six hundred dollars a year to keep the slip, and I, well, why not? Mm. Yeah. I mean, because then I can keep, I then I can keep the boat here during hurricane season, and then they actually do haulouts here too. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Although I, I wouldn't, I'd have to price stuff out. I almost to be here, well, because I gotta go back and forth. Like, would I want to do? Like base in San Juan during not hurricane or during hurricane season, you know, because of
1: the accessibility, you mean? Well,
0: yeah, plus there's just more stuff to do, yeah. And I mean, like, Ponce is great. Um, I've, I've been in you know, um, it's very it's, small town, it's small town, yeah. And most places, I'm still working on my Spanish, it's it's my Spanish is not great. What
1: are you doing, Duolingo?
0: Uh, I did, I just got um, Pimsler something, I and I, 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 I much prefer, I did Duolingo for a while. But I just didn't really like it, um, and so I've been doing Pimslers. I'm up to like, I don't know, chapter six or something. Um,
1: well, in pre-COVID times, you could have just walked over the bar, and they were like,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> like dozens of people helping, like, we'll help you out. All right,
0: well, that's. I'll see, help you. We can pressure. All right, there you go. Well, I mean, like, so, like, uh, but I was gonna say, like, I mean, around San Juan, the majority of people also speak English. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Down here, it's probably. It's a lottery. Yeah, it's like 50% maybe. Or speak at least a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, see, enough...
1: We'll say a little more of it.
0: Oh, okay. You know, well, fluently. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, like, 50%. I can go to a restaurant and talk to the waiter. I mean, like... And I'm almost good enough with my Spanish that I have... I can order... I mean, yeah, I can go to a restaurant and get what I need. Although, it, it's made it harder with uh, COVID because you're wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And now, so you're a little muffled from the mask. Yeah. And then you can't see their lips ta- moving. And then so... That's just made it even harder to understand. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, I have a couple of restaurant recommendations for you here in Bonza. Okay, which You ones? haven't gone to La Boya?
0: La Boya, no.
1: The Okay, so so you know where Bahia's where mm-hmm. you went? It's like two streets over. Okay. So there's a park. And that's where customs is. You never went to the customs building here?
0: They uh oh no, we, we had a uh we did customs at uh and, uh, Puerto and then, uh, Rojo, and
1: $1,200 fine,
0: $1,200 dollar fine. So, yeah, that was, I, I mean, I guess it's our fault. It, yes. I mean, according to the government, but yeah. So basically that I got a, I got a, so we had, uh, the- Ram and Theodora, babe, passport? They were on the boat. They had an ESTA. So an ESTA electronic.
1: It's like a traveling visa. Yeah. But to come to Purdue, you need a B1, B2 visa, which is like a step.
0: Yeah. Up. Well, no, if you were to fly here.
1: Then you'd be fine.
0: You need just the ESTA. Yeah. And so I looked at entry requirements for whatever. for And it said, get an ESTA. I'm like, okay, they applied for an ESTA online. Great. We show up. They're like, oh, no, no. B1, B2. So $1,200 fine. And I think they, I mean, they could have, they could have said. Turned you around. Well, well, they, they, they could have done anything. They could have been like, all right, don't let it happen again. Or they could have said, uh, I, actually, but I, the, the worst case scenario is they charge you $1,200 and then they immediately deport you and you're banned from the United States for like five years. Not didn't happen, thankfully. Thankfully. <laughs> thankfully, they just charged us $1,200. I, so they paid half, I paid half, and, you know, whatever. It went along. So. Yeah, well, and then went either? to the bar, and then went to the <laughs> bar yeah, and drank heavily. Well, I mean that happens quite a bit on sailing doodles anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. but well,
1: yeah, I mean San Juan obviously has it's the capital, so there's a lot to do. Yeah, but
0: well, speaking of like customs and all that, y'all have the mm-hmm. what local boater program, right? Yes. So you can you just go back and forth because okay, so you can well not now during COVID because COVID's messed everything up, but um. You can go from Puerto Rico to the USVI without checking in, but
1: you can't come back without checking right.
0: in. Right. And do you know what the reason is for that? I mean, the
1: Jones Act.
0: What is the Jones Act?
1: The Jones Act basically in it's a very very complicated act, but it basically just says that Puerto Rico is treated as a foreign port. Okay. Um so when you go to to St. Thomas, they're free of the Jones Act, so you don't have to pay like duties or taxes or stuff like that but then you're coming back to puerto rico so you have to check in okay and it's mostly for commercial purposes right but it applies to yeah because it's
0: they're doing because what the usvi is a tax what there's no import duties and stuff right or something yeah and but there are in puerto rico so yeah if you're bringing in some kind of products or something yeah but yeah but then so but, the lo- but the local boater thing you register your boat and is it is it passenger each each passenger has to be registered or just the boat
1: uh either 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 uh and then you get like a decal that yeah. you pay and then you come in the check-ins much quicker and much quicker and then we have the cbp roam which is right. the app which you don't have to actually go to customs they just Face yeah time you.
0: so that's the way they do it now uh, for most of the stuff is, is cbp you, it's an app, and you FaceTime basically with customs, and they want to see. So you scan everybody's passport, yeah. and then you send it to them, and then they want to look at everybody. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they kind of want you show them around the boat or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. and sometimes
1: they'll make you go to the office anyways, but
0: and pay a twelve hundred dollars fine. <laughs> I should have known yeah. something because <laughs> when, when I was on, when I was on, we were on hold for like forty-five minutes. Really? When, Did
1: you do it in the tablet? At yeah. well, on my,
0: um, no, 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 on my phone. Okay. And uh, and I'm like, man, this is taking a long time. And then finally they come back on, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Okay. So.
1: Yeah. Well, the good thing about Marina Pescaleria is that it's an official port right. of entry, so you don't. They come to you.
0: So, how many of those are there? San Juan, obviously. Marina Pesquera, uh, Fajardo, Puerto Rico. Puerto
1: and I think Bonze is Ponce? one too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I have seen people check in here. Yeah. I saw customs somebody. Customs comes. Yeah. Well, the customs office is not even that far. There's one mm-hmm. just right across because of the the port right there. Yeah. Yeah. So what is with the port? Uh, so y'all had like, what? Had it set up for like super Panamax or something, and then it didn't happen.
1: Yeah. Are we like bringing all the Puerto Rico scandals up hey, on the podcast? Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, that was a huge political scandal. Was it? Yeah. So the mayor of Ponce, I think it was like she was one political party, and then the people who had to approve it were another. I really so didn't So they like... just pretty much stopped it, and then they didn't do the permits right. I don't know. It was a whole mess. Like, this was this was supposed to be the port of the Americas, so mm-hmm. this was supposed to be the main, and it's the biggest port in the Caribbean. Yeah. But it's starting up now. They just landed a couple contracts with Houston. Okay. To bring so in. So they are going to
0: start... Shipping here? Yeah. Because yeah. right now everything's going through San Juan. Yes. Okay. and yeah. But they are going to start doing like shipments from the mainland? or yes, Okay. From
1: Houston specifically. And okay. then I think a couple from South America. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see it all play out. We have a new mayor. Right. Uh, so he's, he's, he's betting a lot on the port. I met with him last week talking about mega yachts coming into Puerto Rico and stuff because this is a good spot for that.
0: It is. I yeah. mean, it'd be a good, I mean, and I mean, gosh, I mean, fuel here is pretty, I mean, comparatively cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like two fifty a gallon right now for diesel.
1: Yeah. And, and again, what we were talking about, the rough weather, like the south coast of Puerto Rico is yeah. pretty protected. Yeah. So they're not, you know, barging on against the wind in yeah. the north.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's really, especially if you're coming from Dominican or something like that, it's not really any different uh, distance wise. Uh, no. Uh, I mean maybe maybe San Juans further. Yeah, Sam oh well because yeah, you gotta go like ninety miles down the north coast before you get to San Juan. Yep. Um yeah,
1: Prince is smack in the middle of Puerto Rico.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I like it here. I mean it's uh am I'm, I'm I'm although I, I am you know being living on a boat for the last five years, I get antsy if I've been. I've been here for like two weeks now, and I'm like, okay, I think I'm. I'm gonna move. I need to move, but yeah, I still, I'm still in like another week. For I, I, I got a lot of boat projects to do, and that's why I'm here, is because I can get them all done here. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, we have some some of the best service providers are in Bonsai.
0: and it's really cheap Fiber too. I mean, glass
1: work and rigging yeah. and all that here yeah. is the best. And I
0: mean, like I'm having uh, so all the carpet replaced in here, and I'm having all the. Tile, not tile, I mean the linoleum, whatever you want yeah. to call this stuff. Replaced. Uh, yeah, replaced. And, I mean, you know, it's pretty cheap compared to where it would be anywhere else. Yeah. Um, on my next, oh, man. It, so so that, many projects. Well, the refrigerator is from 1997. Yeah. And the problem is is that the door over there is 23 inches wide. The refrigerator is, with all the doors off, is 25 inches wide. So it won't go through the door. That's going to be fun. I could chop it up, right? But then I can't get a new one in. So basically... You're
1: going to take one of the
0: windows I have out. to take this window out. <laughs> and then... I, That's I mean, going to
1: be... It, can I be here? Can I watch that? Yeah, you want to watch that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh,
0: basically that window's got to come out. And then i got to get a team of guys to lift the refrigerator up out the window. Yep. And then bring the other one in without like breaking anything and doing all that. Yeah. Um, I actually... Was measuring. I had it all taken apart. One of the side windows. I was like, Oh, I think that'll work. But it's 25 inches. No, 25 and a half, and that's 25 inches. And I'm like, Son of a bitch. So. I think that's the window. Yeah, I think that's the one that's gonna have to go. But I don't know. I got. I got I a lot got of. Get w- you
1: a team of guys. Just buy them some rum. They get
0: creative. with me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess. No, so Trust me. It gets better. Okay well it's my, like my start I, 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 I need to be able to get the window out without breaking it that's the hard yeah. part yeah. um because it's you know it's all kind of glued in there mm-hmm. I mean so I don't know we'll see how Figured that goes I don't know it, we'll get it done one way or another um yeah. I mean hopefully maybe it'll last uh for a season I don't know okay. I haven't I haven't decided where I'm gonna bring the boat uh after yeah like for hurricane season um like I said either Port uh, San Juan or Ponce?
1: What's the gross tonnage on it?
0: <sighs> I don't remember.
1: You're not hauling it out. You're just.
0: Um. I'd prefer not to haul it out. I mean, but they hauled this one out here. For yeah. Yeah, I mean for, for her. So for hurricane season, basically they pull every boat out of this marina. Mm-hmm. But you have to
1: be on the ticket.
0: Right. Wait. What do you mean ticket?
1: So they. So you have to sign up for the program.
0: Oh okay. And so they, if
1: you want to do that, sign up for the program. Okay,
0: well, I'll do that then. Or I can just run from it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. But, I mean, but uh, I don't know. And then San Juan, I, mean, I don't know. Do you know how much more expensive is like San Juan like to keep a boat? It's Depends. probably a lot so more. So there's
1: two marinas. There's San Juan Bay Marina, and then there's the San Juan Yacht Club. Right. Um, I, I'd i have to check you the rates because the rates depend on like seasonal and stuff like that, but it's not that much more expensive. Is it?
0: Okay. Yeah. That's right. Um, I may just do San Juan just because, I mean, it's a lot more going on or whatever. Yeah. Or, I mean, even... I mean, the
1: only bad thing with San Juan is San Juan mostly, historically gets the northwest quadrant of hurricanes, which is the worst. Oh, okay. So that might not be your favorite spot to keep it.
0: Well, but I mean, until... Until Maria, y'all hadn't been hit by like a major hurricane in a long time. Since 1998. 1998. And what... I mean how bad was that one it
1: was pretty bad was
0: it yeah because
1: it cut straight through the middle kind of like maria okay a bit more east but but it wasn't maria i mean irma and maria were all your levels of hurricane no one had seen that kind of
0: yeah level and of hurricane. there was like a, a jose or something too that was right after irma that was threatening here but i think it went off somewhere else i don't remember
1: yeah so it was irma jose and maria yeah. But Jose just kind of like. Yeah. He was, it was very weird because we were all freaking out because we were doing hurricane relief. And then Jose suddenly goes north and then he turns around. He does like a U turn and then he starts heading south again. And we're all like, okay, this is just insane. Well,
0: y'all were doing like hurricane relief for the Virgin Islands and the BVI, right? Yes. And then, so y'all were getting in then like two weeks later as well. 10 days. 10 days. 10
1: days. <laughs> 10 So basically, days. <laughs> all those boats that you sent
0: over there Were like, no, come back. We need all this yeah, stuff well, now. well we'd
1: sent. 20 shipping containers full of like, of relief to bvi yeah and i don't even i can't even tell you how many boats went went yeah. over there with with stuff and so we'd we'd sold out our stores out of chainsaws tarps like oh, all man. kind of hurricane prep and all kind of provisioning so you went to a store in san juan there was no water
0: wow and it's for a us t- to like, prepare yeah because we
1: were preparing for irma and irma actually hit the, the usb of the day of my birthday mm. and so we were we had all those provisions and then when we saw the damage we were like oh my god we have like everything we bought we don't need it because it went north so let's send it over and then maria came
0: <laughs> <laughs> well hey i mean it's uh yeah that was a bad Life. year yep that was a bad yeah. year i mean it there, i think there was a lot of hurricanes last year too but none of them really did any damage anywhere i don't think
1: um mm. well in in south america oh was there yeah Guatemala, and Nicaragua got hit hard with, um, with the post, like, you know, the, when the names run out, hmm. it was like Theta or something. Oh, really? Like they were already in the <laughs> Greek alphabet, yeah. yeah. That got hit pretty hard. And didn't one hit, uh, well, Louisiana got hit. Yeah, you
0: know, that's right. Back no. to back. Yeah.
1: But no, we were lucky.
0: <laughs> <Right>. Very lucky. <laughs> Well, all right. Anything else we need to talk about here? Anything else you want to cover? So it's, it's, uh. uh
1: well, I have a question for you. Oh, what, great. what are your top five to do in Puerto Rico? Like, top five things you can't miss if you're cruising?
0: Oh, well, La, La Preguera is pretty great. I mean, you got to go do, like, at Caracoles or Enrique. Or, yep. Yeah. You, Enrique. Yeah. And, uh, hang out there at the, uh, at the sandbars. Uh, you got to hit a bio bay. Um, you know, the Bragado one is my favorite. Yeah, that one is pretty good. I think it's just called Bahia La Florence, or what is it Bahia? Yeah,
1: it's just right past the yeah. keys. Yeah.
0: And then, uh, well, I mean, El Yunque is pretty great. You got to go around there and see that.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, like an old it's uh, hike.
0: I mean, go tour Old San Juan and see El Morro. Yeah. Uh, go
1: to La Factoria. Yeah,
0: La Factoria, of course. Get a drink there. That's pretty yeah. cool. You you can try like uh, figure out which which the. Uh, pina coladas are better but i don't know i mean so so well there's a
1: war about who invented it what
0: yeah i mean that so the hilton or uh what's the other place barracina barracina honestly i didn't really care for either one that much really i mean i've had better pina coladas just saying yeah but i mean you got to go try it Mm -hmm. so uh but man i mean
1: Oh, you gotta go to the rum distillery here. Oh, where's that? Don
0: Q. It's. Oh, really, Don Q. Yeah, okay. a
1: couple miles from here.
0: Did uh... all right. I'll do that, and then one, one more. One more. Yeah. One one more. one more thing I'm thinking of.
1: No, what you've got one more. Oh, I got one more. Said four.
0: Oh man, uh, man, that that well it would have been arecibo that doesn't exist yeah i know right (laughs) uh so explain what happened to arecibo there
1: so puerto rico had the biggest observatory in the world right um but after hurricane maria and even before hurricane maria like the funds weren't coming in it wasn't very well maintained and then maria just kind of killed it but they didn't do post maintenance on it and so it the tensors broke
0: yeah i saw the aftermath stuff on yeah. it and it was uh they have it, it on
1: video the moment yeah the tensors broke they
0: were flying a drone
1: yeah because much- they knew they they i mean there'd been an article on it maybe a week before like if, if if immediate funding doesn't come in to fix it yeah we're losing it and then boom
0: yeah they were flying the Gone. drone to like inspect it because they're like it's going bad and then yeah. Like, I'm and then literally just boom, yeah, yeah, and so pretty crazy. Uh, and then I, I actually, uh, one thing I really liked was uh, La Cueva Ventana,
1: okay, yeah, you went there, yeah, awesome. yeah,
0: that was like four years ago, San yeah, it was yeah. really cool going through the caves and all that,
1: yeah. So it's like a really big, awesome cave that looks like a window overlooking a valley, and you kind of just hike yeah. your, your, and way it, through I mean, it's it. a
0: good little, it's a good little hike through there,
1: yeah. So before it used to be just a private lot. Right. And so, locals would just go, just go there, there at your own risk. Right. Yeah, so you'd like climb down that little sketchy rope, no helmets on, and just kind of try to survive.
0: And eh, now it's no
1: lights. It was pitch black, dark when you got through that section, and now they made it a business. And
0: right, I think it was. It's, really what well. is it like twenty or thirty bucks a person now or something?
1: Yeah, something right. like that. Fifteen. 20
0: bucks. All right. So what else am I missing there then? What's what? What, what would you? What would you? What, your top five.
1: Um. Okay. I think I think Culebra is definitely a must. Yeah, I didn't
0: even think about Culebra. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, No, Coul- no, backsies. All right. All right. Oh,
1: <laughs> you can do it in your top 10.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, let's see. Well, okay, no. I'm I'm going to I'm going to retract. Number 1 is Coffin Island just cuz I grew up there. Oh, okay. Um, so I'd say Coffin Island, Culebra, the Cabo Rojo area. I love it cuz it was just like the views from the lighthouse yeah. and obviously Marina Pescadería, Um Old San Juan and the panoramic route. Okay, just drive. Panoramic route,
0: Just driving around now. Yeah,
1: yeah cuz then you drive through like a bunch of waterfall spots and a bunch of lakes. And I mean in a day you can go to two different lakes, three different waterfalls and just some nice little hikes and, and there's different points where you can actually see the Atlantic and the Caribbean. At the same time. Okay. It's really nice.
0: That's cool. Really cool. I'll have to... Uh, and so I, I guess a lot of people don't realize that, like, you know, uh, the Caribbean actually starts at Puerto Rico. Yeah. And so it's the whole island chain. like Puerto Rico starts it, and then you got the island chain around it. Yep. And that's everything inside there. Like in, South of Cuba, south of Puerto Rico. Yeah. Not,
1: And then the north of Puerto Rico is the Puerto Rican Trench, which is the second deepest trench in the world.
0: So how is the fishing in Puerto Rico, too? A lot of people are big fishermen. Yeah,
1: we've got international fishing tournaments. Mm. Uh, Ponce used to host a lot of really good ones, but San Juan's got the biggest ones right now, and Puerto Lerbe. I think you were... No, you weren't there for
0: one. No. Are they they like the big ones where they're like a million dollar prize and all that kind of stuff?
1: Not that big, but maybe like a step before. Okay. Um, And a lot of really, really big you know, fishing sport fishers come to Puerto yeah. Rico for the IBT and San Juan and stuff like that. Well, it's
0: crazy. Like, I know a guy, he, he was a uh, airplane broker that I knew, did some business with back in the day. And he, I think he was in Cabo or something like that. And they won a sport fishing tournament. The Bigs V or something so, like see that. See if he won like half a million dollars. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? A half a million dollars for a fishing tournament. I mean, now they're... I mean, you're talking about a... Well, yeah, you know, but the entry prize was like 40 or... Forty grand yeah. too, or something. I mean, so like, you plus know,
1: everything they spend in like crew right. and yeah, you know. yeah.
0: So they they either I don't remember I don't remember how this whole thing, but it, these people either either own the boat,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so whatever they don't care anyway. There's multi million dollar boats, so what's yeah. what's a forty thousand dollar entry fee? Or they charter it and they get like five guys and they each put ten grand towards the entry fee. And yeah,
1: and then they split the yeah the prize money. And then they got to give the yeah the fishing crew a tournaments tip. are are a whole other world. I mean, I love it, but they're very complicated. Like planning them is lot of work
0: we I, I did some sport fishing like four years ago here didn't catch anything on it it was kind of a bummer but uh here we did, in
1: puerto rico uh,
0: out of san juan though okay and then um uh but we did some tarpon fishing there too that was a lot of fun yeah There's some big tarpon mm-hmm. and they're really fun to catch well
1: here if you go th- so you know at the end of the bay like the little harbor right. that's the uh, fishing association okay so the little marina up end. Yeah. And yeah, there's yeah. tons of tarpon there. I mean, Whatever. pre-COVID, people would go there to just, like, feed the tarpon. They're big, big, yeah. big and fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's but too bad they're not
0: good eating, though. I mean, they're huge, yeah, but they're, I, they're, they're really bony, right, Yeah, or
1: and gummy, like, oh, really? chewy. Yeah. yeah. But, no, so fishing here, like, mahi, great for yeah. food. Like, fishing here for mahi is amazing. Um, we've got bluefin, yellowfin, tuna, um, snapper. Okay. Lots of really good snapper. So the place I mentioned, La Boya, they go out fishing every day. So everything's fresh caught, like fish taco is really good. All
0: right. Really, really good. I, I mean, it's it's one of those weird things, like being a sailor and living on the water and all that. Like you would think I'm huge into fishing and eating fish, but I'm really not. Really? Yeah. I'm not either. Okay. But I'm, I'm slowly <laughs>
1: getting more into it. I'm like, if I'm going to fish it, then if I'm going to kill it, then yeah. at least I can well, see, eat I would, yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Okay. If I actually do... I, I yes, I have eaten fish that I've caught. Yeah. Uh, but it's like it's generally if I go to a restaurant, I'm not going to order the fish. I mean, sometimes I go to a sushi restaurant. You know, yeah, sure, I'll get some tuna or yeah. some mahi or something. But I don't know. It's just not the big. I'm from Texas. We like cows. Meat. Yes. Cows. So I like the big thing. And then, right, actually, then I'll,
1: I'll give you recommendations for
0: Well, cow I cow restaurant guilty <laughs> guilty whatever is I, I've been to a couple. I've been here three three and a half, four weeks now. And uh, I've been to the Longhorn Steakhouse twice.
1: Really? Yeah, it's actually not bad. No, you have to go to Tablajero to get fresh cuts, so you can do them. Well, that's what Jose has for us tonight. Oh, does he? Thank you, Jose. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, he's making some picanya.
0: All right. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In his house, that's it's his third house in three years because of. A...
1: It's his third house in two years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because third our... house ever. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow.
1: Because he had he had a beautiful. I mean, it's still there. It's not like. But he has a beautiful, old, historic house in the center of downtown
0: Ponce. So, like, with the earthquake, I mean, like, y- y'all hadn't had an earthquake in 100 years or something, right? Yeah. I mean, so, do they know, I mean, is that... Like, why? Yeah.
1: The earth? <laughs> <laughs> Moving? Yeah, okay. Um. No, there, there's, uh, so USGS came down and put sensors mm-hmm. all over the south coast of Puerto Rico to kinda understand it. Like yeah. afterwards? Mhm. Uh-huh. But we've had over seven thousand aftershocks mm. in a year. But
0: I mean, none of them have been big though, right? Or
1: No, we had a pr- in uh I think it was the day before Christmas we had a five point Really? six, I think.
0: Wow, around here? Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, I, yeah. I was like Christmas shopping and everything just started Really? Like, yeah. It's like major PTSD, but but yeah, Where were you during
0: the actual, the first one? Here. Oh, really? home. Yeah?
1: Yeah, it was fun to wake up at 6 in the morning with the roof, like, literally doing like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Any, anybody you know bad. get hurt or anything?
1: No. there. I think only, like, two people died, and it was because of, like, they tried to get on the roof or something. Okay. A lot of damaged buildings, though. Like, my parents lost their office.
0: Uh.
1: Um, also, I had to move out of this house. Right, right, right. Um, but nothing to the marinas. I think there's, like, one crack here or something, yeah. but nothing to too big yeah but downtown Ponce is pretty still pretty hurt well
0: it's pretty old too right i mean um,
1: yeah i mean this is a colonial city we've got right you know buildings from the 1800s right right right
0: which are not dis- designed.
1: no they're not they're like brick you right you know so they're not really designed to do this <laughs> with very
0: little i'm sure very no rebar back then and all that so yeah. yeah yeah
1: so yeah there's there's a lot of there's a lot of well actually there's a famous engineer called Miyamoto. Who's like famous because he rebuilt japan after the big japan earthquake okay he came here and started his company oh really? here yeah okay so he's working out of here now and so there's this huge like fema plan to kind of like restore a lot of the downtown buildings and also his wife is an architect hmm. so she's helping with that yeah. with a nonprofit. and i don't know i mean we'll rebuild it's just material stuff
0: yeah yeah, yeah it's just stuff we're okay Always, you can always get more stuff. Yeah. As long as the people are around, that's all right. And that's and I guess that's kind of, kind of the, you know, great thing about Puerto Rico is is the I mean, you guys are you guys like to have fun more than any yeah, most Americans, I would say. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: after the earthquakes, it was kind of um heartwarming like So there's a big San Sebastian festival. Have you heard of that?
0: Uh, no. What is that? So,
1: it's like Not culturally the same, but in terms of, like, size, it's like our Mardi Gras. Okay. So it's just this huge festival that shuts down Old San Juan for, like, five days. And so there's concerts, and there's local artisans, and you can buy art, and it's just literally Old San Juan gets infested by everyone on the island. So it was after the earthquakes, and a lot of people chose not to go to San Sebastian and come down here in caravans. I mean, the highway was blocked with people coming down to bring, you know, Food, water, tarps, tents—like just to help wow. everyone down here—and and everyone was just like, you know, music and partying, and let's go help out the South and yeah. So yeah, whatever we do, we like to party while we're doing it.
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, I, that's one thing I I can just picture it in my mind is like post COVID when restrictions are lifted. I mean, like, what's the name of that place in San yeah San Juan that that uh, it's a big square. And they have a bunch of restaurants and stuff. It's kind of interior. It's not like, it's near Condado and all that. Um, La Placita. La Placita. And like, I can just imagine that place blowing up when all the restrictions oh, are lifted. Freddy, like, Is well, it?
1: I was there on Friday and they built, they built this place called El Techo, which means the roof. And it's like this really awesome outdoor rooftop bar. And I mean, everyone was socially distanced, but tables were full. Like yeah. you needed a reservation to get really. in there. Yeah. So a lot of things are happening. I think since everyone's getting, like, you know, vaccines are rolling in. How is
0: the vaccine? Is it being distributed a lot here? Or?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now we're in the phase for, like, seven, uh, you know, uh, essential workers, so, like, paramedics, doctors, nurses, and all that. And then the 65 and up Right. population. Which, I mean, yeah, my dad got vaccinated, like, fine, no problem.
0: I actually had it, like, uh... Two months ago? Really? So, yeah, I guess I don't need the vaccine now. I
1: apparently had it. Did you? I, I, I mean, because I did was traveling the- a lot. Well, I didn't test positive for molecular because I did it all the time because I went to, like, Turks and USVI and all that. But I did an antigen test Yeah. Uh, alongside my last molecular test so I could go home for Christmas. And it said I had
0: the antibodies for, the it? Antibodies for yeah. it. And I was well, like,
1: when did I get
0: caught? Well, you would know. No, Okay, so, like, I... I only knew it. I kind of felt bad and then I lost my sense of taste and smell. Mhm. And but I, I was only like I felt bad for like 2 days. Yeah. My grandmother who's 97 and has congestive heart failure and my father who's 79 and has Alzheimer's both got it. Uh, from and did they have symptoms? Never had any symptoms. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. And so it's just I mean it's all genetics, right? I mean yeah. who's I mean
1: Well, I lost my sense of taste. Did you? Back in August, but I had just sailed from St. Thomas to Turks and Caicos to Miami. Yeah. And it was kind of a... a I mean, we didn't sleep a lot. And then when I got there, I was, like, really exhausted. And sometimes when I get really exhausted, especially after an event or something, like, I just kind of get all iffy. Yeah. And I thought it was just exhaustion. And it, w- it, it was, like, for two hours that I didn't have a sense of taste. But I didn't really think much of it. Yeah. And I quarantined when I got back, but...
0: Well, I mean it's it, I, had it. I you know I, I hate like talking light of it cuz there's so many people that have lost loved ones and stuff like that, but yeah. I mean it's 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 you never know how your own personal genetics are to react to it. And, and I think most of it has to do or a lot of it has to do with number 1 your health and yeah. vitamins and stuff like that. I mean, I think that's I mean, I think part of the reason that I barely got sick and my dad mm. didn't at all and my grandmother. I mean, my dad my dad takes more vitamins than I mean, it's just like I'm like every I'm like, Dad, you're taking like eighty pills, you know? But, yeah. But hey, you know, and so say with my grandma. You yeah. Know? Yeah, so. I think it
1: definitely has to do with lifestyle, and, and obviously people with pre-existing conditions. Sure. Need to and, and like older populations need sure. to be more. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, for, um, more yeah for sure. Um, oh, I was really safe, scared. But but people. I mean, nice. you're I don't, right over there. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Sorry, I'm just drinking all the wine. <laughs> I'm <a> easier. easier <laughs>
0: yeah no i mean it's i mean i'll take some more are you take some okay there we go but
1: um yeah i don't know i mean this whole covid thing is just it's been a whirlwind and i think for for us in puerto rico it's just been more draining because we literally like hadn't gotten up back on our feet from the hurricanes right like we were starting to crawl our way back and then the earthquakes hit Right, And then we're like processing the earthquakes and then boom, global pandemic, everything shut down. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, this is a lot to take
0: in. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, well, that's the way it goes, though, right? I mean, it, it's yeah. just you can't. When it rains, it pours. Right. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing. I mean, uh, and especially, you know, being in an island down here and, yeah. and, it, and it's, you know, everything's just a little bit harder. I mean, yeah. everything's a little bit harder on a boat, number one. And then being on an island, I mean, it's, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then I think definitely also, like, our relationship to the United States is so complicated. So it's like we respond to them, but we're also on our own yeah. for a lot of things. So it definitely makes it interesting. Well,
0: I mean, like, so there's the big thing, like, too, in Puerto Rico is, like, do you want to be a state? Do you want to be independent? Do you want us to keep it how it is, you know? And, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean.
1: Well, the... the- U.S. Supreme Court ruled our current status illegal or non-existent. What does that so, mean? So basically, mean like Puerto Rico is in—it's not a U.S. territory, so it's an associated free state. Whatever that means, you can have fun interpreting that. But so I don't remember who it was asked for an official opinion from the Supreme Court because then we have a huge debt
0: right, yeah, sure. to the U.S.
1: So the. Congress assigned a fiscal board, which was originally called the control board, to oversee everything that goes on in Puerto Rico.
0: Yeah, that's good. Call something the control board and and see how people like like that.
1: Yeah, Puerto Ricans very, very (laughs) happy.
0: Yeah, right. Uh,
1: But so that happened and it went all the way to the Supreme Court because there's like Wall Street's involved with like mm -hmm. municipal bonds from Puerto Rico. It's a whole mess. I won't we'll get into it, but basically the Supreme C- Court came back and said there is no such thing as a an associated free state. Like, uh,
0: so because so it's it's, it's in limbo. I mean, like
1: pretty much because the thing is like the United Nations ruled because of the U.S. We well, all have your own. It,
0: you all have your own uh, like Olympics, right?
1: Yes. So- <laughs> yeah, we have our own Olympic committee and like yeah, we have our own Olympic competitors. Right. But we can't do uh, free trade, Mm -hmm. for example.
0: Oh, so you couldn't make a trade deal with like Japan or something? It has
1: to go through the states. It has to go through. Sorry, it has to go
0: through the states, and then there's going to be local stuff too. So that's got to be well. I mean, I guess any state would too, but it's very complicated. Yeah. Okay. Like we
1: and and then we don't we don't have all the responsibilities of the states. Like a lot of people say, you know, Puerto Rico doesn't pay federal tax. But we also don't have the same aid, right? As states, so it's very complicated.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm too new down here. I mean, I, I plan on making Puerto Rico my home, uh, yeah. uh, or am working towards that. Uh, and so, I don't have enough uh, n- information. N- information. So, I I like it depends
1: on where you look. There's there's like different information. Yeah, and I think that's part of why. Puerto Rico hasn't really been known as a nautical destination because it's just not marketed as a destination. I mean, now it's like, you don't know, need a passport to go there, but that's from where, like, people fly in. But mm-hmm. USVI has definitely gotten a lot more of a push for come sail down here, come charter down here, come, like, to the market What do you industry. think that is? Is
0: Is it? Is it, I mean... I think it's a
1: lack of um, just marketing... Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Like Puerto Rico had never been to the Annapolis boat show to market before right. we went.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, as a. That was just,
1: what, two years ago?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, as a sailor and a crew, I mean, like, you know, uh, you know, now that I, I'm more experienced as a sailor and a cruiser, I mean, I, you know, I kind of know that it's pretty nice down here. But like, yeah. I still remember my first. Thoughts when I first started cruising it was like, oh man, I can't wait to get to the Bahamas, right? Yeah, did the Bahamas, and it was like, now I can't wait to get to the Virgin Islands, you know, and everything in between was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's just pit stop. it's a pit stop on yeah. the way, and so, but I think a lot of it. I mean, like say marketing, um, and you know, uh, it. Uh, I
1: think word of mouth, obviously, yeah. this community is huge. Well, and I mean, I think show that's slowly growing.
0: Show places like Culebra and La Perghera yeah. and and Caja Muerto, and all that, and show how cool those places are in Latin. Yeah. and all that, and. And then just, like, the, like, you know, it was kind of funny, because, like, uh, did um, uh, Caja Muerto. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Island of the Dead, Coffin Island.
1: And you guys went all the way to the lighthouse and everything. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah,
0: yeah, it was a lot of fun. But I went this last weekend, or weekend before last, and um, got there, uh, we left Friday, so we got there fairly early Friday. Okay. And I, there was no other boats there. It was one other boat, one other boat anchored and um and so we kind of had that place to ourselves and did all that and then the next day though saturday i mean about 9 or 10 a.m just boat after boat started showing up and like we i anchored off maybe three or four hundred yards because i knew i knew what was going to happen yeah and uh and uh but then so all the other boats get fairly close to shore mm-hmm. drop a bow anchor or, yep. and then and then or, and then run a stern anchor out towards the beach yep. and they're all just hanging out and mm-hmm. i mean by it's the time like a
1: little pool. oh
0: yeah there was like 25 boats there or something you Yeah.
1: Know? no so. there when i was in high school there used to be the back to school party so it was every year in august the like people would just go there and there was there were boats with like dj's this was a sponsored event um, so you'd have
0: 150 boats, 200 boats. Well, and yeah, oh gosh, wow, I can yeah. imagine that. Like, I mean, blunt,
1: like rafting lines back to back.
0: It was insane. Well, in La Paguerra, I mean, like when we, this was like just before COVID, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I mean, there were just that one little Caracoles. Caracoles. Yeah. I mean, there were 40 boats. Yeah. And just all, I mean, and they're all power boats and too. That's, and they have, like, the killer sound yeah, systems. Yeah, but that's
1: nothing. I mean, look on YouTube, yeah. or if you guys at home want to enjoy yourselves for a little bit, look up Caracoles Gone Wild. And it's like a party that people threw, and there are hundreds of wow. me, talk- I mean, this is terrible for well, natural resources, but... <laughs> well but they we like, are known for our parties
0: yeah oh well, for sure that's well i mean that's what i said i mean like the place like la placencia i can't i mean that's la gonna placita, yeah. la placita sorry i mean la placita, uh i mean that place is just gonna go crazy so i mean yeah. it already is but but i mean like <clears throat> so one thing I, I meant to bring it up earlier i kind of forgot about it was uh uh so they have a thing called the puerto rican navy yes and so kind of what is the puerto rican navy
1: Are we talking pre-hurricanes or post-hurricanes? Oh,
0: well, I mean, you know, a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, pre-hurricanes, the Puerto Rican Navy is not an actual Navy, so (laughs) please, real U.S. Navy, don't come at me. Um, It was the nickname that the people in the U.S. Virgin Islands and the British Virgin Islands had for the Puerto Rican border community. Because on long weekends... It literally looked like the Navy rushing in, like, tons of sport fishers and center consoles and stuff just kind of, like, invading all the islands. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the hurricanes hit, yeah, uh, we were the first responders. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so... So, it's kind of funny. A couple of people in the USBI call me the queen of the Puerto Rican <laughs> Navy because I was the one that kind of managed the fleet. That's awesome. Of, of you. like, the resources going yeah, there. Yeah, that's but, really cool. So, after... We made stickers, we have like a logo and everything, but we made stickers that says like, here comes the Puerto Rican Navy, we love you, we care, and so now they kind of like us.
0: (laughs) Right. A little bit, but before
1: it was a total derogatory term, like here comes the Puerto Rican Navy, like (laughs) lock up your doors and (laughs) all that stuff. Well,
0: no, I mean like. But, I mean, like, you'll have, what, Christmas in July. here. hear that's the big thing, right?
1: Yeah. So, Wally Marine, which is in Puerto La Bay, yeah. hosts Christmas in July in Savannah Bay in Virgin Gorda. Right. And pretty much everyone from Puerto Rico goes over there, and it's, like, a huge party.
0: And it's, and, what, July 24th or something? Um, 25th?
1: It changes, but okay. it's usually, like, the second to last or last weekend of July.
0: And it's just everybody, I mean, so from the East Coast of, I mean, it's, like, 30, 40 miles, so a power boater, it's an hour and a half, two yeah, hours. yeah. And then so they go over there, and
1: no, and from here, from Bonza, a lot of these boats would go over. Yeah. I mean, they came from everywhere, and and it wasn't just Christmas in July. I mean, any any long weekend, three day weekend. Yeah. You just go over there, and we'd spend ten days, you know, and you can totally tell where the Puerto Ricans are because that's where the music is coming from. Right.
0: Well, you got the reggaeton. Yeah. Right? Which. Yeah. Don't wrong. I can handle like three or four songs of reggaeton. But not and,
1: ten days. Straight. <laughs> I yeah. could not
0: do ten days straight of reggaeton, yeah. and it's just like. I, so like i I remember going to la Praguera and uh like first time I, well, last year and just I mean I'm 50 yards away from this one boat and my ears are go, I'm going oh my god yeah. it's so loud
1: yeah imagine being inside the boat
0: oh uh, yeah and how do you even talk to somebody mm-hmm. I don't
1: know no but yeah I'm I, I mean I like my reggaeton every once in a while but yeah it's, it gets it gets a little too much and I mean the usB has regulations for that and Puerto Rico's trying to gotcolas like and stuff like don't go above certain decibels yeah. because of the natural resources and all yeah. that, but no one really listens. So,
0: all right, so give your... I can't do it. What is your best impression of the reggaeton beat?
1: But How do you do it? <laughs> but, like, 7,000 decibels more. Right, right, okay. Yeah. I got you. That's and then good. you'll do, like, a little remix in the middle. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I think the most famous one is Despacito. Like yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that they filmed that I in San Juan, right? Yeah. yeah. In, uh, what do they call it, area? La Perla? La Perla? La Perla? Yeah. La Perla. i got to work on my pronunciation. So la Perla. Be- per. I'm not trying. We'll figure it out. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that.
1: Jose yeah. will help you in that,
0: yeah. In that department. Yeah. Well, Jose's, Jose is an interesting guy. He So he owns uh, Marina Pescaderia there in Cabo Rojo. Yeah. A nice guy. Uh gave
1: me my first job representing marinas,
0: actually. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So now do you my represent, like, most of the marinas here now, or what?
1: I still just work with my two main ones, which are Marina Viscardi and Puerto del Like okay. those are the main ones. You got each each
0: each side of the island, covered. yeah.
1: And they're the most. Um, I don't want any other marinas to like get mad at me, but they're the most cruiser oriented or cruiser friendly yeah. marinas. Like, like they cater to this market. Right. The rest of the marinas still. Or I mean, like, local scenes like here
0: in ponce i mean yeah i mean it's it's more of a local place yeah i mean there are cruisers here like i just saw a boat pull in the other day yeah uh, there's two or three cruisers that are here that i know of but most of them are just locals that keep their boat here yeah
1: yeah, yeah. but but yeah but they i mean they have cruiser programs in place and that's why we went to annapolis mm. but so i started my company in 2019 which was a great time to launch a company before a global okay. pandemic.
0: And again, it's uh, weareislandbound.com. Weareislandbound.com.
1: Okay. And so yeah, I mean, I think my my main goal in the next couple of months is to get the World Match Racing Tour like, Yeah. squared away because that's going to be a huge marketing right. Um, like launch. I mean, is this Puerto gonna Rico. be?
0: Uh, I mean, you gonna record it somehow, televise it, stream it? What are you gonna yeah.
1: do? Yeah, yeah, we're in conversations right now with uh, CBS Puerto Rico okay. with, and then the World Match Racing Tour from London. Like the franchise owner brings in, you know, I think it's it's broadcast in over 180 countries.
0: Well, now there's a lot of. I mean, obviously there's sailing YouTube channels, but there's been a lot of lately um, uh, YouTube. Like, uh, I don't know, is it the, uh, I can't think of, I'm going blank on the name of, of one of the, uh...
1: America's Cup?
0: Well, there is the America's Cup, but I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of YouTube channels that are basically just covering race footage. Like, yes. they're, they're covering the one, it's not the America's Cup, but the one right that's going on right now, the... Prada Cup. The Prada Cup. It's part of Yeah, and yeah. there's two or three sailing channels that are yeah, covering Yeah, well, that.
1: Sailing Anarchy, mm-hmm. um... I think they have a YouTube... Adventures of a Sailor Girl is one of my favorites. She's Mm -hmm. really cool, Nick. Um, But yeah, so, like, uh, Enio's team, which is... Yeah. Like, the underdog that suddenly everyone's like, oh, my God, they might win. Yeah. Um, I think the skipper, Ben Ainsley, actually... Like, World Match Racing Tour is kind of, like, where these guys start out. So, Ben Ainsley is originally from the World Match Racing Tour. Okay. So, in in my opinion, in terms of, like, big racing... Uh, Regattas—it's like America's Cup, Sail GP, yeah. and then World Match Racing Tour. Okay, so cool. it's like the I, best. The best—they do this professionally.
0: Yeah, I, I so I thought of—I uh, just thought it's called Planet Sail. They're are are a YouTube channel. They're not super big right now, but their production value is really good. Yeah. and I mean they get. Uh, Whoever is doing it is in the know with all these racers because they get, like, really good access to, like, people. Yeah,
1: the people. footage and the, the footage. interviews and everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that, I mean, I would definitely reach out to some of them. Um,
1: yeah, for um, sure. I mean, we have to do, like, daily press briefings and and all that stuff, and it's all broadcast. And it's in October? In late October.
0: Yeah, there probably won't too be too many. I was going to say, you can reach out to some of the – I mean, I might be around, but mm-hmm. – uh, Uh, You could reach out to some of the sailing YouTube channels. October, I mean, that's still technically hurricane season. They're still
1: out of the hurricane box. Um, But what I was talking to, uh, do you know the Ocean Racers crew?
0: No, I'm not sure.
1: So they do regattas around the Caribbean, and they have a pogo. I don't know what it was, but a pogo. It's a really cool boat, racing boat, racer cruiser. But um, my big vision is to, like, restart the the race around Puerto Rico. So in the eighties, there was a race oh. around Puerto Rico. Wow, yeah.
0: that'd be cool. Yeah. So.
1: So that would oh be my in god, like it'd be such a January, which is cruising season. Yeah,
0: but I mean, like, I'm just thinking of that, like, technically, like, technically, I'm like, oh my god. I mean, like, parts of it would be really easy. Parts, parts of, of it, it would be really freaking hard. That's
1: where you know the people can get a good advantage oh, on the man. competition. Man, I mean,
0: trying to because you're. So say, you, I mean, you you start, I don't know, just say... Fajardo. Fajardo. Okay. Start in Fajardo. Okay. Whichever way you go is pretty easy. Yeah. And then going, whichever way you go is pretty easy. And then, but that last leg back.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I do it Fajardo. I I do stops. Okay. So I'd stop in San Juan. Okay. And then do to Cabo Rojo. Right. And then maybe stop in Ponce and then Fajardo.
0: Right. So that Cabo Rojo to Ponce and then the Ponce to Fajardo. That would be the... Oh my gosh, That w- I mean, yeah, I guess if you got lucky. You could get a maybe a, a north or a south win, but uh-huh. I mean, the rest of the time you're just beaten into it. And I mean, those trade wins too, I mean, that's no joke. I mean, 20 mm-hmm. knots on the nose. Yep. I mean... It's ugh.
1: for real racers. Yeah, yeah. And it used to be done in the eighties. My mentor, um, who was the one who started the sailing school here, Ronnie Ramos, he used to do it and he won it a couple of times.
0: So how many boats would enter that?
1: Um, I think at that time it was, like, maybe 15 to 30 boats, like, depending. Because it wasn't... Like, back then in the 80s, you didn't have all these Caribbean regattas. Uh-huh. And now you've got the Caribbean 600, and you've got the... the like, you've got races, too, from, from Spain to oh. here.
0: I mean, and if you could... I mean because I mean obviously COVID's messed all this stuff up, but I yeah. mean like they kinda go in order. So you have the yeah. the Stir, Saint Thomas, and then you got the B V I. Well,
1: the first one's Caribbean six hundred in Antigua. Okay. Which is usually like February.
0: And then, but then they go they kinda go in order down the islands after that, right?
1: So they do Antigua and then they do Saint Martin.
0: Okay. And uh, then Stir and, and then, then
1: Stir and then B V I and then St. Bart's, and then Antigua Sailing Week.
0: Okay, well, I mean, so I that's all pretty it, close. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you could get that in, I mean, but I mean...
1: The best thing would be either before STIR or before the Caribbean 600. Right. Like, be the first or be the third.
0: Right. And then, but I mean, you're talking about, uh, I mean, even the... A huge race. Yeah, yeah, because even the, I mean, if you, even like the TP-52s and stuff like that, yeah. I mean, they're going to be... They can probably come. I mean, some of those legs would be no problem. That'd be done yeah. in like four or five hours. Mm-hmm. But some of those legs might take 12, 14, yep. 20 hours. Yeah. And then, so you're talking, I mean, six, seven days probably to get the whole thing done. Huh? Um, or you four think four to five? Four to five.
1: That's what it used to be done in. Four yeah. to five days.
0: Yeah. But, but yeah. But I mean, then, I mean, it's if, a
1: sailing week.
0: Yeah. I mean, so you're going to have like cruising class boats in there. Yeah. Like yeah, somebody's going to be in their Beneteau 50 and mm-hmm. they're going to do
1: it. Yeah. You, you divide it up into classes depending on, so, so you can do like different types of ratings. You can do CSA rating, which is the Caribbean sailing association rating, um, where you have to measure the boat and all that stuff. And then there's PHRF. I mean, I'd go with CSA cause that's where all the other regattas go and that gets really technical, but, but so you have your real time and then depending on your boat performance and your rating, your handicap rating, you have your actual, like, um, actualized time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so. I've I've done uh, I've only done one real regatta. I mean, not like some, not like the stir or anything like that. Yeah. I did one in Indonesia where it was like timed and all that, but it was a lot of fun. It really was. Yeah, I mean it. I mean, and we were racing all day for like four or five days each day, and mm-hmm. then and then brought the, <laughs> we were in Indonesia, so like. Uh, we would stop at these uninhabited islands. Yeah, and and uh, bring the bar with us, mm-hmm. and so like we had multiple power yachts that would follow along with us and i mean they were just stocked full of booze and then set it up and and it was just everybody would drink till whenever and then get up and (laughs) some of the i still remember there was a couple of the uh the uh there was one i can't remember it was like a real race boat though and then they just were so hung over they slept in and missed (laughs) missed the start line and then so because normally we never saw them because we're on i was on a beneteau 50 and they're on this i don't even know what it was but it was fast and all of a sudden they you know we see him coming up behind us just passing us and like mm-hmm. we're going still and it was pretty funny though yeah i was like bye yeah <laughs> but yeah it's amazing how some of the how fast some of those boats can be uh like the actual race boats and stuff like that
1: yeah well what we were saying before about puerto rico like with competitive sailors i mean we have people here who have won st bart's yeah first place in their category in the past five years um or the caribbean 600 we have a couple boats that go to that one so, unfortunately, I don't know why that's not covered in the media, but they're well, good hey. friends of mine, and they're like they
0: start it off. Hey, well, you you got the match race coming up? So get that going, and yeah. then uh, it, hopefully that will be successful. I'll help. Hey, I'll help promote it. Whatever you want to do. Yeah,
1: it'd be awesome.
0: And then, uh, and then I would really like to see you bring back that uh, round Puerto Rico race. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've already talked to a couple of racers, and they they're like, damn, that would be
0: awesome. Because yeah. I mean, really, I mean, uh, there's a lot of that, like. And like, there's a lot of that kind of racing in like Australia, yeah, and, and some, the Med and the Med. Uh, and a lot of
1: these boats come from the Med,
0: right? And but I I don't recall anything like that in the mainland of the or the US. I mean, or anything like that. Well,
1: you've got Key West Race Week, uh, okay. Charleston Race Week, and you've got you've got a couple, yeah, but not not in terms of like long distance, um, right? I mean, I think yeah. long distance. There's one that my friends Ocean Racers are gonna do now, and it's it's. Annapolis to Bermuda, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Um, which got pretty intense, and they actually did the Rolex Middle Race, Middle Ocean Race, which is intense, and their YouTube channel is pretty cool, so check it out. But who is that?
0: Ocean Racers. Ocean Racers? Yeah. That's the name of the YouTube channel? Yeah. Okay, check them out. Ocean Racers.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I love both worlds. I love cruisers, and I love racing, but I think my main love is racing. It's just okay.
0: like yeah i mean it's it, a
1: lot it's it, a lot going on at the same time
0: there is a lot going on yeah i mean I, i've met i've only been in the one regatta, but it wasn't like a real race i mean it's just kind of a yeah. for fun thing i mean there was maybe 20 boats uh but like i've been to the st thomas one. i've been to the bbi one
1: yeah
0: and i mean there's they got so
1: much fun they
0: yes they're a lot of fun and those guys i mean they party but they take it pretty serious yes, too. yes very
1: serious like i there's I, training involved in oh. weight loss and like
0: yeah. I, well, that's the thing is like like, two years ago, or was it last year? I think it was – I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago. I think it was two years ago. I was trying to um, – yeah, it had been two years ago because this other stuff got canceled. So two years ago, um, like for the St. Thomas or the BVI regatta, mm-hmm. I was trying to like get a crew position on one of the boats and be like, hey, you know, I've got this YouTube channel. Let me film it. I know how to stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. I know – I mean, I'm a sailor, right? So I know how to not – cause problems. They're like, no, right. we, we don't want the extra weight. I'm like, I'm 170 yeah. pounds. It doesn't matter. They're like, no, we don't want you the weight. You
1: can't be 10 pounds more. <laughs> I know. They
0: don't want any of that. Yeah. And so that's how well, serious Well, if you want
1: to race in STIR this year and get some stuff, Are they actually doing it? Yeah, STIR is going. When is that? It's e, uh, March 25th. Like, last week of March.
0: Alright, well, I might I'll, heck, yeah. I yeah, mean, I'll, I'm going. I'll, okay, I'm I'll be committee. here. I'll be here on this boat. So... You okay. can
1: go crew for some. Yeah, let's do it. Someone there's a couple boats from Puerto Rico going. Okay, cool. We always go. We love stir.
0: Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. I'll uh, I'll be crew, but I'll uh, try to film some of it too, and all that.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm sure the organizers would love that too. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing too. Is I mean, like, I, I so the the sailing industry is is very old school. Yep. Uh, and I don't think they've they're starting to, but I don't think they've really. Grasp the concept of social media and influencers, influencers yeah. on their craft. I mean, like, okay, you got you know, like Precision Sales, which is a sponsor of mine, Mantis Marine, which is a sponsor of mine, and yeah. Highfields and all that. Those guys are getting it, but like the big time,
1: like the boat shows and yeah, regattas. And
0: they they're they're not they haven't caught on yet. Yeah, it's just like okay, do you realize that if I, I mean not I mean if I promote like the St. Thomas International Regatta. And I say, hey, I'm going to be there. Why don't you guys all come to and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I might, I mean, I'm not trying to say whatever, but what if I get an extra 500 people to go? Yeah. I mean, and they're selling another $10,000 in now tickets. now
1: with, with cruisers. Yeah. And I think I think that's something that um, in the last couple of years, like sailing has, has kind of, not sailing, but racing has kind of slowed down a bit. and that, A lot of factors play into that, but... I think it's that they've kind of separated from cruising. And I think cruising and racing are interlaced. Like, the places where cruisers would kind of get together are the places that became the biggest racing spots.
0: Right. Oh, absolutely.
1: And then when you stop catering to the cruisers and they don't want to go there anymore, well, kind of, racing kind of dies off at the same way. And I, th- I think you have to keep them both happy and they can both coexist in the same spaces.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I mean, there's a money issue as obviously yeah. with everything. I mean, yeah. you know, cause generally cruisers are fairly cheap. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're, they might be the patrons or the, the people that watch, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they're going to go watch and, and, and do all that. Whereas they're probably not going to spend all, I mean, they might, they're still going to buy tickets and buy drinks. No,
1: yeah. Yeah. But, but most of the places started off with cruising regattas. Right. Is what I'm saying. Like just oh, okay. fun regattas. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they yeah. turned into a whole big thing. Right. But but yeah, I think I think cruisers. I, I actually had a funny discussion about this with Puerto Rico. It's like you bring the cruisers, the racing kind of yeah. comes with it, and then you keep them both happy.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, uh, that, that's uh, so you know, bringing in the cruisers and stuff like that. So, okay, you know, the the two main marinas you said that are really set up for it are uh, uh, Pe- Marina Pescaderia yeah. on the on the west coast and, and Puerto uh, uh, Rico on the east coast. So they do have. Plenty of extra slips and stuff like that for, for cruisers. I mean like here in Ponce Not so much. Not so much. I mean they have a few. Yeah. But I mean, you know, are there any plans or things to maybe entice other marinas to either build or add on to add space?
1: Yes, I can't really disclose all of that. Oh, okay. But there are there are plans. Okay. Yeah. Ponce I think I mean, I grew up here. I love it. And I grew up sailing here. But I think it has so much more to offer. It just needs to be organized a little bit. Okay. But, but yeah. It's coming.
0: Up. All right. Well, I won't press you too much on that. Uh, maybe when the cameras turn off, I'll Yeah, I'll, of, the, I'll okay. talk okay.
1: a little bit more about it.
0: I got a lot of <laughs> questions for you after the cameras turn off. I got some, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, but no, I mean, I think that's part of what I really want to bring to Ponce, like, and give back to my community. Because, I mean, Ponce is... Scott, like, like I said, some of the best providers are here. Um, some of some of, like the Pan American Central American champions. I I met with with one of them last night, Frayito Lugo. He's he owns Ponce Sailing Center, so he's like pretty much one of the best riggers uh, in the Caribbean. And he he's a Central American like champion. He's a stir Rolex champion. Wow. He's a BBI champion. He won our Match Racing Cup a couple years ago. I mean he's one of the best. Hey. And and I think that's something that I definitely want to highlight with, with everything that I'm doing. I think I am I very much love my community.
0: I, I love it too. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to making it my community as well. Yep. So I, I don't know if, I haven't really made this totally public. Yeah, but I mean, I've mentioned it several times in the podcast, but I mean, I'm planning on making Puerto Rico kind of my home and my residence just because it's a, well, I mean, it, it's a great place. It's easy to get to by boat. And uh, it's kind of a nice launching pad for everywhere else. And, and the taxes. And both. the taxes are pretty nice, yes. Yeah. So yeah. Doing that, so. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think I'm out of wine. You're still, oh, well. <laughs> eh, I mean. Well, Probably. cheers. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for inviting been, me. Hey, no problem. And uh, let's do it again sometime soon. Sounds good. All right, so uh, let's see here. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, please click that like and subscribe button. Uh, that's kind of how we grow the channel. And uh, let me know in the comments what kind of stuff you want to see and who what kind of guests. If you have a guest you want to recommend, let's do it. So thanks, guys.